Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Despite steadily declining rates of cancer deaths over the past two decades in the U.S., cancer remains responsible for one in every six deaths worldwide. It's a scourge. So when news like this comes out, we can't help but perk up. A team of Israeli scientists say they will likely develop a cure for cancer in the next year. Basically, it's a combination of cancer-targeting peptides and a toxin that kills cancer cells. A company called Accelerated Evolution Biotechnology, they've got cancer down pat. The company's technology is called Mutato, that's multi-target toxin. And to judge from the news media this week, it seems vetted, verified, and veering us all toward a cancer-free future. Reports began in the Jerusalem Post, but quickly took off, making their way into various Murdoch-owned publications like Fox and the New York Post, and landing in local news outlets across the country and the globe. A couple of days into the fanfare, the skeptics started coming out. As oncologist David Gorski points out in his blog, Respectful Insolence, the claims are based on experiments with mice. No human trials have yet started. For another, they haven't been sufficiently peer-reviewed. In fact, the company won't share its research, claiming it can't afford the expense. This too-good-to-be-true story appears to be just that. But who can resist a good cancer cure? And with Mutato in mind, this week's podcast extra has us revisiting our breaking news consumer's handbook, Health News Edition. What makes my skin crawl is when I hold the news release in one hand and the story in the other hand. And the quote is lifted verbatim from the news release without attribution. Gary Schweitzer, the publisher of healthnewsreview.org, is a dogged exposer of health news shams, scams, and all-around slop. It makes the news organization look like it independently sought out that work. The reporter really never left his or her desk. You're not living up to your responsibility as a journalist if you do that. And so, the first item in our Breaking News Consumers Handbook Health News Edition, watch out for single-source stories. They're usually based on press releases. Item number two, beware stories that don't mention cost. Reuters had a story about an immunotherapy combination promising in a melanoma study. The drug in question costs around $30,000 per injection, and the combined cost more than a quarter million dollars a year. The story didn't touch on cost at all. How can we be talking about how wonderful a drug is and not talk about costs? Something else to consider? When a new treatment is said to reduce your risk of disease by, say, 50%, is it a relative 50% or an actual 50%? Stay with me. It's the omega-3s in fish, like salmon, will reduce your risk for depression up to 50%. Oh, wow. Ask yourself, 50% of what? Here's a classic example. When a drug company marketed its drug for osteoporosis. This was a Merck drug, right? Yep. They marketed it as reducing the rate of hip fracture by 50%. The data showed it reduced the risk of hip fracture from 2 in 100 in the untreated group to 1 in 100 in the treated group. That is indeed a 50% relative risk reduction, but in the absolute look at how the group benefited, 1 in 100 benefited, 
it is a 1% absolute <laughs> risk reduction, and the other 99 had to run the risk of side effects and pay for the drug and stand no chance of benefit. Item four, if you think it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. If all you hear is predominantly about the benefits, run for the hills, because there are trade-offs in all healthcare interventions. One way you'll know you're not getting the full picture, the fifth item on our list. Beware too many patient testimonials. You know, there's this old saying, the plural of anecdote is not data. We write a lot about screening tests. Patients saying, I'm glad I had that mammogram. I'm glad I had that PSA blood test for prostate cancer because it saved my life. Something that we can never prove. Which brings us to item six. Now for the first time, there's evidence that a simple screening test can catch lung tumors earlier. If you ever hear somebody talking about a simple screening test, there is no such thing. Screening test decisions should be among the most complex that we face in all of our healthcare decision making. Some people will say it's not a screening test decision, it's a decision about what you do after the results of the screening test. To those people, I'd say you have not talked with people who have experienced harms and regrets, as I have and as many people have. And there are other words you should watch for, words like... Be a breakthrough in treating heart disease. There's a breakthrough in treating blindness. It's called a medical miracle treatment saving lives. The miracle treatment some are calling hope in a Petri dish. Plus a treatment that's the first of its kind. It has approved a first-of-its-kind treatment. A game-changer in the way breast cancer is treated. A new treatment could be a game-changer. First of all, this isn't a game. Let's stop calling it a game-changer. Is this making a difference in people's lives, or is it making a difference in people's pocketbooks first, before all the evidence is in hand? We hear this could become the new standard of care. Anytime you hear, it may become, it could become, substitute, it may not become. Item eight, new isn't always better. There's a phrase in medicine right now that I think we ought to adopt in journalism, and it's called slow medicine. And it's clinicians talking to each other saying, this is getting out of control. Let's slow down. Let's talk with patients. Let's make sure we do a good history before we pull out that prescription pad. Related to this slow medicine movement, the ninth item in our handbook, beware of disease mongering. That means turning normal conditions like balding into pathologies. And disease mongering can also apply to treating risk factors for disease as if they were diseases unto themselves. So maybe the classic example is LDL cholesterol. Do we make the public fixate on know your numbers without dwelling on the numbers that really matter, like did this have an impact on the rate of death from heart disease? In disease mongering, we lower the threshold. So we now get more bent out of shape about blood pressures, blood cholesterol levels, blood glucose levels that are lower than what we used to get bent out of shape about 10 or 15 years ago. Item 10, treatment availability is often a mirage. The test is still in preclinical trial phases. The company is hoping for FDA approval by the end of the year. Take the crystal ball and throw it out the window. Phase one drug trials 
they're meant primarily to say, hey, before we go forward, let's make sure it's safe. But you'll see stories about phase one trials that make claims about benefits, as if these things were available at our corner drugstore and they're not. And finally, item 11, the distance between mice and men. Researchers studying mice found that exposure to cell phone radiation during pregnancy affected brain development. If a study on mice is any indication, the idea of yo-yo dieting may actually be good for you after all. The leap from mice to men and women. Well, this month we had these great pictures of Pluto. It's about that much of a leap. Gary Schweitzer is publisher and founder of healthnewsreview.org. That's it for this week's Podcast Extra. For more OTM, sign up for our newsletter at onthemedia.org.